text and whatever. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, everyone. So normally, um, I wait until the end of the episode to say stuff and give updates on stuff. But this is a special episode. As you can see, I'm not releasing this on my normal schedule, and it's also not impacting my normal schedule or release schedule in any way. I thought I should do an extra episode for Halloween, so here it is. This is categorized as a bonus episode, so this is the first one, and the rest of them will resume after I'm done season 2 as usual. I will explain more at the end of this episode, but for now, please have a happy, safe, spooky Halloween. Warning. The SCP Foundation Audio Archive is classified. Access by unauthorized personnel is strictly prohibited. Perpetrators will be tracked, located, and detained. Take only two. Item number SCP-330 Object class, safe. Special containment procedures. Considering recent incidents, SCP-330 is to be kept in secure storage until further notice. Level 2 clearance is required for access to SCP-330 or its contents. All direct experimentation of SCP-330 is to be conducted using Class D personnel with no genetic history of diabetes. No more than two samples are to be removed from SCP-330 at any time, except during exposure testing. Description: SCP-330 appears to be a small, round stainless steel bowl filled with a variable amount of individually wrapped pieces of candy. Taped to the side of a bowl is a handwritten note, reading, Take no more than two, please. Attempts to remove a note have met with failure, as have attempts to hide or obscure it. Testers have noted finding it impossible to avoid reading the note, and those who approach it from an opposite angle are aware of this request. When a quantity of candy greater than two pieces is removed, regardless of a means involved, the offender instantly has both hands severed at the wrists by an unknown method. Tests involving remote manipulation by Class D personnel resulted in the operator's hands being removed despite no direct contact. Inspection of this incision reveals that the cut is made at a molecular level, leaving no tool marks or identifying factors. It is to be noted that the third piece must be removed within a certain time frame. After 24 hours, the count resets and additional candy can be removed. Discovered three days after Halloween of 20, when a police investigation into what was believed to be a case of ritualistic dismemberment was launched. SCP-330 was seized as evidence, but all attending officers were killed after Officer emptied the bowl of its contents. The cause of death was as a result of Foundation agents, under the guise of federal agents, recovered the object with acceptable casualties. Addendum. Due to continuing security issues, SCP-330 will be held in Dr. Kondraki's office 
when not required for testing. Experiment Name Researcher Vocht Date 20 Subject D-330-01 a double amputee equipped with prosthetic forearms and hands was told to remove three pieces of candy from the bowl. Subject complied, with no immediate effects. However, within 45 seconds, subject reported a burning itch from both his arm stumps, right arm, 2 centimeters below elbow, left arm, 1.5 centimeters below elbow, and phantom pains from both his absent wrists. Subject's stress at this discomfort increased rapidly. Within 180 seconds of having removed the third candy from the bowl, the subject began forcibly removing both his own prostheses. Upon hurling the prostheses to the ground, subject reported the discomfort had ceased. Dermatological examination of the subject's stumps revealed no unusual irritation or inflammation. Mechanical examination of a subject's prostheses revealed that, in addition to the physical damage sustained by being hurled to the ground, the prostheses had Subject was supplied with fresh prostheses, identical to the first pair, but reported feeling that it was wrong to put them on. Coercion was applied, and subject reluctantly put on left prosthesis. Note, subject is right-handed. However, when told to put on right prosthesis, subject began weeping incoherently and flailing his arms until the left prosthesis detached itself. Analysis of video footage revealed that the subject had not properly attached the left prosthesis to his stump. Mechanical examination of left prosthesis revealed only physical damage sustained from being thrown across the room. 24 hours later, subject was given fresh prostheses and reported no difficulty in putting them on. Subject not terminated, as D-class amputees who are already used to their prostheses are in short supply. Thank you for listening. Intro music was from Punch Deck. You can find more at soundcloud.com punch-deck. Additional music was from Mayu. Now because this was less of a planned episode, I guess I can also give a few updates more than what I mentioned at the beginning. So this is the first bonus episode for Season 2, and after Season 2 ends, I'll be resuming the bonuses around mid-December. And those will go on until the end of January, and then after that, Season 3 will start. If you want to know what Season 3 is going to be about, you can check out my Twitter, or at this time I've probably talked about it a bit more everywhere else. Season 2 will wrap up around the end of November, so I will be giving myself around a two-week break just to get something special up during that time and also to, you know, record more. Level 2 patrons or higher get early, ad-free episodes. You can support me and continue helping me to make episodes by donating on Ko-Fi, PayPal, or Patreon. As I mentioned before, level 2 patrons or higher get early and ad-free episodes. Rating, reviewing, or sharing always helps. As always, I have a Discord server, which you can join in the description below. Thank you for listening, I hope you all have a wonderful Halloween weekend, and I will see you in the next episode. Are you interested in helping to teach machines how real people speak? 
When creating voice systems, a large amount of voice data is needed. Oftentimes, large companies that have this information do not release it to the public. Mozilla's Common Voice is a project to help make voice recognition unbiased, open, and accessible to everyone. Donate your voice by reading short sentences or check the quality of other people's contributions. It's super simple and you don't even need a good microphone setup, perfect English, or anything like that. In fact, accents and any other languages you may speak will only improve recognition. Contribute your voice to hashtag Common Voice. Find out more at commonvoice.mozilla.org. That's Mozilla with two L's.